Can you make it a joke? <laughs> no, you can diablo. Okay, He's okay. a magician. A magician. That's so funny. You're listening to the Fragile Egos Podcast. Brought to you by Riley Featherstone, Hugh Ferguson, and Alec Pennock. This episode is the Amelia Ryan Podcast Takeover. So sit down, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Ready, Alad? Are you right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just do the thing, I'm acting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a bit. I thought you were like depressed. <laughs> Hello. No. Literally like, Hello. I'm doing a Guys, bit. Guys, come on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Say hello, guys. Uh, hello. 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 Oh, misery got over here. <laughs> the best intro we've ever done so far. Ruined it. Welcome Ruined it. to this yeah. episode of the Fragile Egos podcast. Today's episode, we have something a wee bit different. A wee bit. How do you do Scottish accent? A wee bit different. A wee bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect, mate. We are not doing any interviews today because we are getting interviewed by a past guest, the wonderful Amelia Ryan. I didn't sign up to this. You're supposed to clap, guys. You didn't sign Guys. Woo! Riley's far too excited for this. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Mega hype level 10. <laughs> I, I'm excited to not have to do any any hosting, just chillax, vibe, talk. I mean, that's our jo- that's what we do anyway. That's our job. I like this. Like this bit is strenuous anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into it. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hi, Alad. Hello, Amelia. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I like the stripes. Uh, you've got stripes too. Oh my God. I know we're twinning. We're twinning. I've also got an apple. Well, I haven't. No, no, that's just that's just me. No flex, no flex. Uh, so, Alad, what have you been up to these days? Uh, I have been um, literally doing nothing with my days. Really? Not even, you no. know, singing in the morning, singing in the night? No, I'm, I'm very wary of neighbours because uh, I've got a loud voice. So I, I tend to stay away from belting, especially in the mornings. But everybody likes belting in the morning. Not neighbours. Neighbours don't, especially if they're not into, like, musical theatre. That's... Well, you know, speaking of musical theatre, a little birdie told me that you are going to the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama to do your MA in musical theatre. Uh, I am indeed. My neighbours aren't, but <laughs> I am. Yeah. Are you excited, though? I am. I'm really excited. Um, what was... what? Continue. No, no, you go. It's your show. I was just going to ask you what, like, what was the process like for that? How did you, you know, prepare? What was the audition like? Um, it was, it was. I say stress free. It wasn't stress free for me. The actual day was. They made it really nice, but mm-hmm. 
it was just a case of two songs contrasting one contemporary one uh pre-1960s and then two monologues one um shakespearean one it wasn't didn't have to be shakespeare it was basically just a shakespearean one and a contemporary one and then a dance workshop which isn't my forte you were amazing at and smashed and everyone was like wow who is this guy who's this snake hips um (laughs) and and yeah, it was really nice. I, I, the build up to it was a bit stressful because we were we were in rehearsals for Rage at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to balance the, the the both of them, but that was it was interesting. It's all part of the fun. It is, so. it is. And you know, with the um, audition pieces, and they had to be contrasting. And did you find that difficult? How did you go about uh, picking those in I, in your rep somewhere? I guess I, I'm 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 all, all right for rep. I think I think. You know, I'm I'm just a bit of a nerd about the whole thing, so I know I'm that. pretty good. I'm pretty good with the whole. the The, the hardest one was the um, the pre 1960s song because I'm more into contemporary musical theatre. So, like, mm-hmm. trying to find a pre 1960s song that suits my voice that isn't all, you know, depressing and you know, was trying to find that. That was intro. That was probably the hardest bit, but. You know, the rest of it was all right. You know, going off, like you're saying that you had the audition like during Rage. Tell us a bit more about Rage. Did you have fun on that show? What were your characters like? Did you, you know, have a good process? I, uh, <laughs> I joke about having little to no process, but that's only because I'm lazy. I do. Um, you're not lazy all the time. No, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, no, Peter was very good in... Mr. Peter Doran, hello, Peter Doran. Um, <laughs> he was very good at sort of pushing the answers out of people, as you probably well know. I mean, mm-hmm. you were you were very prepared, so I'm, I'm, you're probably the worst example <laughs> yeah. for for me to use. But um, thank you. <laughs> welcome. Um, but no, it was it was it was good. I enjoyed Rage. It was it's the sort of show that was really sort of up my alley in terms of plays. Obviously, I'm very you know twirly song and dance type the rest of the time but uh so it's a bit of a contrast from that but no I I I did enjoy it yeah and I think that because obviously I was in America when you did um touring but I saw pictures and touring looked like a lot of fun can you tell me a bit more about that because I think you had an eye patch didn't you it was a monocle oh it was a monocle yeah why did you have a monocle because my character was an expert in finding things. Oh, makes sense. Makes it sense. does. I'm, I, there was thought process behind that bit. Yeah, so I thought that. What out. was what was touring like? Did you get a lot of experience from that? Because I know you, that you worked with Hannah McPake, right? I did. I loved working with Hannah. She was she was really great. Um, I think we sort of we were on the same wavelength for a lot of it. I think. Um, but the actual the actual touring aspect of it, I think, uh, it was. I'm I'm not a morning person, so the getting up at like, well, I can't remember what time it was. Some days, if we were going to like Pembroke Dock for our first school, it would be like five forty in the morning oh, to get there because we had nice. to do the get. So like, but that's that's all part of it, and like it was a laugh being on the the bus with everyone and that sort of thing. But my my flat flooded the week of touring, so I had to move oh, no. out. My, I had to move out my flat whilst we were on tour. So that was fun. That God, was another it's layer. Hard. It's hard being a rock star. 
I know, I know. So I'm, hard. I'm all about that rock and roll life. I think that, you know, third year does prep us in lots of different ways. Like second year was obviously brilliant form. We got to meet a lot of different people um, with a lot of different modules. But then when we get into third year, you know, it's all about like the shows and the actual, you know. Yeah. Getting it out there because, yeah. I mean, me and you were in the same um, studio, obviously, you know, not there anymore because of yeah. Miss Coronavirus. But um, that would have been fun. We were going to do um, Blue and uh, yes. Lynn was our director. So I know it would have been really nice. That's I gotta say that's the one thing I, I am sort of because uh, I'm not I'm not a very sentimental person. So mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I do like regret about this whole situation is the fact we didn't have like some sort of finite way of ending things together. I know we had like showcase and that sort of thing, and that was really lovely to put on. But it's the, doing it together and then maybe going out after it. It's like that aspect of it. it was I mean, bit... you know, it's it's not the same, is it? Really, when you're trying to do things online. Um, I think that doing things online is a great way and a great output of, you know, people's creativity. But I think the sooner that we can get back into theatres, you know, the better, really. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same with doing this pod. Like we're, we're doing it over Zoom and we're all talking like across a computer, but you know, it's not, it would, it's not the same as when we were doing it in person. Yeah. I mean, you don't get the same dynamic, do you? And the same kind of, vibe so to speak so to sum up Alad, your uni experience what would you say was the highlight for you that was the, the the best time of uni what would you say that was uh the one moment that stands out to me is uh james singing hellfire with his mother's scarf oh stop that was so good he was and good though you have to give it to him it was yeah. good world-class performance and he he really sold it you know acting through song 10 out of 10 but he reenacted the exact moment from hunchback in the film (laughs) frollo has esmeralda's scarf (laughs) he's like smelling the scarf i was like out of interest where did you get a woman's scarf from because he lived on campus so either he'd gone out and bought it he'd borrowed it from one of his flatmates or something he said oh it's my mother's scarf he'd gone home and and like that's the moment i knew i knew he was the love of my life so, yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think James is definitely one of a kind. Thank you, Alan, for chatting to me today. You've been Thanks. a gracious uh, guest, guest on my podcast. Um, so thanks so much. Thanks, Meals. See you soon. See you soon. Hi, Riley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Are, Are you, you okay? Yeah, I'm really good. Really yeah, good. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, stuck inside. Chilling out. As per. Sunbathing in the rain. Sunbathing in the in the rain, yeah. That's, you know, that's just how we do it. That's how we do it. Uh, so, Riley, you know, tell me, what have you been up to these days? Well, uh, obviously there's been a lack of uh, acting work at the moment, so that's not happened at all Mm -hmm. one thing i'm working on at the moment um that i've kind of briefly mentioned in other episodes of the podcast i'm currently working on music which has been really cool actually yeah i'm hoping by the end of this year kind of release like a bunch of music on like spotify and stuff like that so um i've been putting a bit of focus into that i have to say riley i mean the only 
the music I've heard from you is like some diss tracks and they've been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if anybody listening did want a professional diss track, then... Oh, I I do, uh, yeah, fees of uh, 350 per per song. I, I can vouch, they're, they're actually really good. <laughs> I remember sat there and I thought, gosh, I wish I... I Hope to never be roasted by Riley through this track because I don't oh, think I'd survive. I've got one coming. No, no I, hope, I don't want I hope, it. <laughs> I, I hope you prepared. I will never be prepared. There's going to be a whole YouTube scandal. I, I a fun fact for everybody listening: when myself and Riley first met way back in first year, uh, I, you know, I particularly didn't like him. He particularly didn't uh, like me. No, but you were bossy. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was bossy. And Riley was lazy. Yeah. I mean, I was, though. I was. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, of course, and I was bossy, too. But that's just something we need to... It just is what it is, you know, isn't it? Get past. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we went into second year, and especially in third year, I, I feel like actually in second year, we became better friends. And then in third yeah. year, I have to say, it was a pleasure, like, sharing the stage with you. Well, especially I think- for Ridge. The fact that we that we moved into the same flat, we kind of had to. Yeah, had to be <laughs> yeah, friends. Had to like each other. <laughs> but it was it was fun because uh, in in our main house show, I actually got to um, cover Riley's track, so which was a lot of fun because obviously it's really interesting watching your version of a character that I've done doing it better than done me. <laughs> so much work on. Yeah, no, 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 no way. But you know, it was it was good. I mean, what would you find? was the hardest part of Ridge. I mean, other than oh. other than the we if anybody didn't see Ridge, myself and Riley as a character had to swallow cold soup. That was, I was about to say, yeah, the the flat out worst part of that production. It was an amazing I loved the whole thing. But at the very end of the show there was a scene where I had to come on stage and obviously I was really drunk, so I had to be sick on stage. It was and, um, pretty gross. There was like cold soup in a can like a carling can or something that i had to swig before going on and then hold in my mouth for about 30 seconds and it was there were there were about three maybe four nights where i was actually sick on stage which should never happen and the funny part about that was i actually played a police officer for part of that show and i had to drag riley off and um the nights that Riley had actually been sick, he'd like guide me around his sick so I wouldn't walk through it. And I think that's like true friendship. A true, yeah. like a true I could have just let you walk through it like you did the other night. You could have, but you never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what do you think, you know, like um, when you were pre- like preparing for that character, did you do anything in particular to, you know, help you really get in that mindset? Or did you do anything that you feel you want to share with people? I kind of watched a lot of, there's a documentary on, on YouTube of, I don't know if you've seen it, the heroin ep- epidemic in, in Swansea. Have you, have well, you I think that? I have. Yeah. I think I have seen it. Um, it's like an old Vice documentary. And I, I watched that again because there's like some really chavvy sort of Welsh accents in there. Um, so that's kind of where the character, like the very start of like, my inspiration came from and then it just developed to something completely different but I think because mm-hmm. um, I mean I'm from Newport so my, my accent isn't exactly the most I'm not exactly the most Welsh person in in Wales well yeah and, I mean I'm from Llanelli so there's a they're big difference <laughs> um, no but I, I completely get the kind of uh, watching 
documentaries like that's always a really good way to kind of get a backbone of your character i remember i had to watch a lot of police stuff for the police yeah similar to you as well um I know you've mentioned in in your interview, you said that you listened to music and that was something that I did every Mm -hmm. single time. Um, I mean, with Rage specifically, it was just listening to like, you know, druggy music, just like, just to get into the vibe of being on a night out, you know. I remember we made, you know, as as a group, we made a playlist, right, of like Mm -hmm. songs that remind us of of Rage. And a lot of the songs were going out songs and like party yeah. songs because I mean that's where it's based so yeah I think that helps that helps me a lot music definitely I think it's just a big part of everything that I do in general just speaking of speaking of having fun and music <laughs> for touring yeah you had music in touring right we or did you, have music in touring you know you, and you played a lamp right um I played a, a detective lamp actually. oh sorry a detective <laughs> lamp yeah more. Yeah, it, that was really fun. For the big finale of the production of The Kindness Gem, we wrote um, a cover version of, uh, was it Beauty School Dropout, I think it was? Um, yeah. <laughs> so And it was just like, like we got together in a group, put the instrumental version on and then created our own lyrics towards the story. And it was like a massive finale. Um, and our director came in after we created it and she was like, I love it. Now create a dance for it. And it was, and it was, it was a beautiful ending. It was amazing. Ah, oh, fun. Cause I remember again, I, cause I was in America, but I saw pictures yeah. and I remember a lot of like the pictures were the, like the like shapes and things that you created with your set. Yeah. It looked like, you know, a whole adventure in, in just that. I remember I remember seeing Ashley with like his if anybody doesn't know Ashley, Ashley Phillips, he's a uh, I think his main thing is like set design. Yeah. Um but he's a general amazing amazing creative person. He has like these like cool pink and purple dreadlocks. Oh well, I what color were they at green. the time? Pink and pink green. Pink and green. Yeah. Where he has really cool dreads. And um did you all made wigs right to match his dreads he was he was the oracle at the end of the at the end of the adventure so he had to have like mini oracleettes come out and like they had wigs and it was it was amazing i love how that was you know incorporated into yeah the the main thing i liked about about touring was the the opportunity to work with the dps more because yes the last time we had done that was in the first year show and we were all brand new it was just a bit of fun but then in doing that again in third year and actually being able to collaborate and uh, having a, we had a parachute, which became the whole set essentially. And every single day for the first certain amount of time of the, the creative process, we were just playing with this parachute to see yeah. what creatures we could make and, um, and just kind of being kids at the end yeah. of the day. I think that we were really lucky as a year group to have such amazing uh, theatre and design students amazing and and you know and friends we you know they were great like we had so many creative people I I can't think of one person in that class who wasn't you know brilliant at what they were doing and I just feel so lucky especially with like I was set for rage and like Mm -hmm. touring and everything else it's like it's great that they could come in and collab and like I could never I could never do I'm like I could never do it I know I'm I'm just I'm just so glad and 
appreciative of everything yeah. that they've done. It's it's great that they've all got their own their own things that they that they're good at. Like yeah. I mean, they're all good at a bit of everything. But you know, Ashley likes to you know thrive in set design, and then so, yeah, like same with Will. Like Will is great at that, and like Mari. I I will always like I was like marveling at when Mari did that um stop motion. Bird oh, that was amazing. For rage. And I was like, how do you do that? Yeah. I was like, I can barely like draw a dog and color it in. Do you <laughs> I know what I mean? I'm the same. Like, <laughs> it was like crazy. Yeah. So, Riley, I have to ask, okay? Because I know it's you're familiar. a bit of a, a local celebrity. Oh, of course. A Netflix celebrity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a bit of a Netflix celebrity. Oh, Because I... O'Reilly has been on no other than sex education <laughs> he got featured he's right by in the featured, front we're so main excited role, main role main, in the maybe, middle of the screen maybe not main role i, w- I would say oh. you know supporting yeah okay like let's be realistic about this Go on. <laughs> how was how was sex education like how how was that for you because i know you know that was a bit of kind of extra work but you were kind of featured in it a bit a bit more than you had hoped, right? Learning about the human body, um, things that I'd never... <laughs> oh, right. My, no. Um, yeah, just... I, the main reason I did it was because film and, and screen work is something that I want to go into and kind of explore mm-hmm. a lot more because I've, I've done a lot of theatre, yeah, probably amateur, but, um, you know, I've had experience in it, but I've never really experienced a professional uh, set environment. So... Doing that, yeah. it was it was amazing seeing just the way all the other actors interacted with each other in their own ways, and all seeing all the equipment and seeing just how the set worked. It was it was amazing. There were hundreds of yeah. people, you know, on a project. It was amazing. Well, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because when like we watch a program and you see actors in it, as an actor, I'm always just like, well, whatever. But then if I yeah. see someone that I like know in something, I'm like. <gasps> Oh my gosh! I like, and that's like the career I want to go into. And I'm like, oh, how are they doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always kind yeah. of like mind blowing when you see people like doing things. Because I mean, I don't know if you know Riley, but I was featured in Doctor you Who. You had your own, yes, yes. In uh, in 2000 and 2008, Christmas 2008. special. Oof. So peak of your acting career. Peak of my career. It was. Uh, and surprised you didn't give up after <laughs> that. How could you do that? I should have just retired then. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to sum up your uni experience, I know mm-hmm. me and you living together had a lot, a lot of fun. That sounded weird. You know, a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> In, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So myself and Riley, you know, flat would play Monopoly with the rest of the flat and it got to the point when we got to third year that no one would no one would play monopoly with us because <laughs> we are such bad sports at losing so in the end people we'd be like maybe we should play monopoly and everyone would be like there is no way nope, not happening. Play monopoly. i don't think we were bad sports i think we were I just you we're know just good winners yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> so we were we were the definition of like sore winners like we would rub it in your face like yeah. you never hear like we'd, we'd go back into class the next day and we'd be like yeah you cheated i'd be like i wanted Molestown. you knew i wanted Molestown, and you it took it from me that was one of my kind of like favorite points of uni was stuff like that yeah. so what would you say you know in regarding to 
class maybe or maybe not what would you say was like the highlight of your I just, experience it's hard to think of one thing because there isn't like one moment that i just go back to i just think all all the times that we um whether that be as a flat we went we would go out uh, whether that be you know cinema or the pub or, or just playing games uh, in the flat or just just doing s- stuff as a collective i think it was it was just such a nice thing to do and that's what i've missed so much since being away from everyone is kind of you know not being able to do things in in person with people is um yeah i think just in general that whole aspect of yeah. it yeah well you know hopefully sooner rather than later we can all meet up and party on yeah soon 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 Soon. Woo! Woo! okay well thank you riley for talking to me today and uh, let me on the podcast i hope it was fun for you thank you for letting me on your podcast oh yes (laughs) yes my podcast well thank you and i will see you soon see ya hi hugh hello meals how are you I'm good, thank you. Okay. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I've new down for actually. Really? Having a new name, I'm I'm not privy to all the name jokes. I was going to say. I mean, I guess that will be the first question I'm going to ask you is, you know, because obviously I know you by a different name. Mm-hmm. So, your equity name is Hugh Ferguson, right? Yeah. So how did you uh, pick that? How did you come to? How did you come to terms with that? How did I come to? Well, um. Years of therapy. Right. Well, no, it started off, um, I was an evil wizard and I wanted to live forever. So, yeah. Uh, and then push came to shove and then I had the name that must not be named. And then I was rebranded. Right. You know, Voldemort had Voldemort and then I got Hugh Ferguson. You know what? You were really silly. I know. Really silly. Can you answer yeah. the question, please? I will. Okay. Um, so my dad key... My grandfather's name is Hugh, mm-hmm. spelled the Welsh way, and Ferguson is my mamgi, my grandmother's uh, maiden name, because her family originated from Scotland. So I thought it would be like a mix of like an exotic like name. more edgy. Yeah, like an actory name to be Hugh Ferguson. And my real name is taken, so that's probably the main reason. What have you been up to these days? What have you been doing to pass the time? Well, apart from interviewing people and doing podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. I've been writing sketches and making sketches as the boy, the boy so kindly brought up a few a few weeks ago. I know, because you're like famous. You're like I am. Famous on, on Hanch. Yeah, <laughs> Welsh famous. I really like the sketches. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm an influencer, um, podcaster, actor, sketch comedian. You know, magician. It, the list goes on. No, I will never do magic. Never Why? do magic. That's that's Riley's game. I always used to think that Riley, you know, Riley looks like the type of guy when he was younger, he could Diablo, you know? Yeah, but then you find out that Riley can actually Diablo and he's great at card magic. Shut up. Can he actually? Yeah, Riley, turn your mic on. Hello. Can you Riley, Diablo? Can you Diablo? <laughs> She's judging people by the way they look. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I didn't know you could be You didn't know. I was making a joke. 
<laughs> no, he can diablo. Okay, He's okay. a magician. A magician. That's so funny. Thank you, Riley, for telling me you can diablo. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Okay. Anyway, let's talk a bit about uni. Come on, I yeah. want to bring it up. Let's talk a bit about uni. Okay. Um, while you were at uni, you know, you were known for impressions and accents. I would yeah. say, yeah, that's like you. And like you know, whenever I I kind of introduce you to people, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 you should you should hear his accents. I'm like, and then I'm like, do the do the Arnold impression, do this impression. Like, could you could you yeah. could you do the Arnold for me? Could you do it for me? I don't do Arnold. Uh, I think you'll find you do. Mm. The getting a shopper. <laughs> no, I no I'm I don't I don't do that. Like, well, not anymore. I did it for someone before, and they were like, oh, "That's terrible." So I just. I like it when you do um, Jack Ghost. Can you do, can you do a bit of Jack Ghost for oh, me? Bit of Brummy. Brummy. Turn Hello. it on like this. Say, Hello. can you say? Can, <laughs> can you? This is a shout out for Jack Ghost. Can you say? Uh, uh, Ella's coming down tomorrow, and I'm really excited to take her to the friends. Ella's coming down tomorrow. I'm really excited to take her to the friends. Hello, Jack. <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> Because that's exactly how he talks. Yeah. Brilliant. But, you know, when accents and impressions and things must have come really in handy when you did touring. Because, I mean, when from the pictures I saw, you played a fish finger. I did, yeah. Who was also a captain or a general. I can't remember. Um, well, the, the goal for me for touring was to, like, be as childish and as, like... To be as silly as you can. Yeah. Because I am... I, I deem myself a silly person mm-hmm. and it's important for me to show myself as such in my work. Completely. So uh, when, with everyone else's approval, um, I sort of pitched that like, no, it wasn't my idea actually, but it was a combined effort to have like, people were like, maybe he's like a fish finger and like, maybe he's like a soldier or something. I was like, he's a general and I know exactly how he talks. <laughs> what accent? What accent did you give him? He's sort of like full metal jacket, like he barks, right? Like that, like gruff American voice. How you know how how else was was touring for you kind of beneficial? Because I mean, I know that you did such a great job on touring. How was that for you? Because I know Al had talked about you know getting up in about kind of using the um, props as parts of the set and things like that. Yeah. Um, because. How how was it different for you as a performer? Um, well, going off uh, improv in first year and then stand up in the second year. Yeah, uh, I think I hadn't realised how much I enjoy actually creating my own stuff. Yeah, or like improvising stuff to make to to write it down and like make it real instead of thinking of something, writing it, and then then performing it. Um, so I think I, the main thing I took away from it was like more of a confidence in myself to be able to, um, rely on my own imagination and improvisation skills to put pen to paper. So I think that was the main takeaway for me was to, was my realization that improvising is like one of the main skills I think I would pride, pride myself on. And other than that, I think it was probably because it was so silly and like a mental show to like watch let alone to be in I think I pride myself on it was probably the stupidest silliest show that I will ever be a part of 
but yeah. that's why I'm so proud of it is because it will always stick out to me as the silly one out yeah. of all of them. So yeah. And that's and that's always nice. You know, it's it's always nice when you do a show and you're like, that was fun. Like I had fun doing that, you know? Because mm. I like when when I was in California, I was in a comedy improv troupe and I did a few performances with them and it would just be so much fun because we would just be silly the whole time and it, there would be no pressure, you know, to mm. to remember lines or to to, you know, be be good or whatever. Cause I mean, mistakes in improvs are just as funny as yeah. anything, you know? Um, I mean, and to flip to flip that all on its head, coming into rage, you know, which I, yeah. you know, personally don't think it was that silly. I mean, there was of course lots of silly moments, but yeah, uh, you know, it wasn't silly and it definitely wasn't improv based. So how was that difficult for you to kind of get into that? yeah like a little bit like I think coming from making like my characters from scratch from like nothing and then having something given to you and then you build a character around what's there already um it's always like a change of gear and that you've got to sort of access a different skill set to yeah to build that um but I think the main part of that for me was like finding out like why these characters are important to display if that makes sense mm-hmm. so like why why is man in blue drunk why is he there like i think that's always an important question to ask yourself i i think that you know with especially with rage when we were given our characters i say that we didn't do a, a lot of improv of course of course we did when when it came to building the character you know obviously with the script we were given that was that, like, that's what the kind of be all and end all was, was the script. But, you know, that's how we formed the characters, right? From, you know, taking, because I had two very different characters and, you know, we had to take different points of, or a line and like, oh, why would they say it like that? And why, why do they think like that? And the other person doesn't. So I guess that was kind of like you were saying with like man in blue and you were like, I wonder why he is, because, you know, they don't have any contacts. So it's like, why is he just talking all this like nonsense? And why is he kind of doing all this? That must've been fun for you to kind of bounce off, you know? Yeah, it was like to explore, like, because for context, he he was literally almost paralytic on the floor, like crawling around. Um, and it was interesting to for me to sort of make sense in my own head because these characters don't have much context around them anyway of like how he got to that point and so on. And, but I, I did like the ability to explore sort of the physicality of the character, you know, the crawl in. And then when Peter decided to add slow motion on top of it, thank you, Peter, if you're watching, that was a great idea um, to sort of how could I crawl across the floor in slow motion while still making it interesting to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, I, I always remember that rehearsal when we were trying to do the slow mo part, because that was that was a long day. That was yeah. a real long day, and I remember it was a long Peter, couple of weeks. Yeah, and Peter being like, "Oh, we'll work on it tomorrow." <laughs> and we would get to tomorrow, and then it would still be bad. He'd be like, "Ah, we'll work on it tomorrow." <laughs> but you know, I think that that's something that I'll kind of pride us on as a year group that you know when when something needs to be done 
it would get done you know yeah I feel like as a year group we were quite good at kind of sticking together and getting through things you know mm-hmm. um and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different personalities and people in our year but you know we meshed pretty well I think yeah no absolutely and that's I, th- I think that's one of the one of the nice things about our year group like you were saying is like everyone's different everyone brought something yeah. different to the table so you were in the other studio show, right? With um, Matt Holmquist, you were in yes. his uh, group. Um, yeah. What play? What play was that? Uh, it was blank. Um, blank. Yes. Yeah. Where, which is a, what, like a one hundred scene playbook mm-hmm. that the creatives pick the scenes they want to out of, and then build a play. And a, and a narrative out of that, which is, again, uh, an opportunity to sort of flex the creative muscles, if that doesn't yeah. sound too cringy to listen to. No, of course it doesn't. And, and sort of improvise around that and like sort of build your own story and stuff, yeah. And I mean, it's such a shame because it would have been such a good show and it would have been so much fun to work on, especially working with Matt. Because I, I know you've worked with Matt mm-hmm. before because uh, yeah. he's a really nice guy. So it was a shame that we didn't, I say we, I wasn't in that group, but it's a shame that, you know, as a whole, whole, that we didn't get to experience studio, but there we are. But I mean, one thing that whenever I think of kind of you as a person, I always think of uh, comedy because I think you're really funny. I mean, not as as funny as me, but close. But um, I always think of like stand up and things like that. And I remember when we were in second year and we did Get Your Nuts Out. Mm-hmm. and you did your set and then you did a set in third year so like, stand-up comedy is something that you like to do no yeah it is something that really interests me and I'm so grateful that we got the opportunity to do it and that they've introduced it as a module into the into the program because we love you Dave we love you Dave without it we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that apart from getting out to the charity the charity event so like having like yeah. the the actual like steps and systems and methods of making yeah. a stand-up thing. And I think that's definitely something I want to look into. Yeah. Start to open up again. Yeah. Cause like with the comedy module for people like, I mean, you and Alad and Riley and everybody who is quite good at comedy in itself. Cause like, again, I think I'm, I'm like, I think I'm funny, but like not in, not in like a stand-up setting. Um, it was nice for people who were so confident, right, to mm. to have have a go of getting up there. Because I feel like even with that, watching everybody's pieces at the end of the module was so great to see how far people came. And that, yeah. you know, it was, it's just, it's quite a good skill to have, right, to be able to do that because it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, it, yeah, and I think were we to go out into a, like an open mic setting or something, it would still be very terrifying. You know, oh, of course. But we we have sort of the foundation that Dave introduced us to, like the rules and stuff and how it works. So yeah, I think I think I would be semi confident, I say that, to to get up and sort of maybe do a set again. But but Good. we'll see. Yeah. Good. And out of the whole uni experience of everything that happened from first year to third year, from nights in the SU to mornings in the parry. What do you think was your favourite? It's a big no, question. It's a big it question. It is a big question. And I've, I've only had, what, 150 weeks to think of it. 
since you started doing the interviews? Um, I don't know. I, I think on a sentimental note, um, during David Mercatali's uh, tutorials with us during script and rehearsal, um, I think that was the first stranger from the industry, like stranger as in um, person I didn't really know, um, yeah. who openly sort of um, commended me on my ability. And mm-hmm. that sort of like really like meant a lot to me um, because, you know, coming to it f- at, an, at an older age, into actor i say older age i was what no but you, i mean you came from a history you were a history degree student and then you switched to acting which is yeah pretty big and in then, itself yeah and then getting someone from the industry that i've sort of newly joined saying that oh you can do it was like sort of a big thing but i think in terms of funniness also david mercatali when we were playing <laughs> one of our games in the Cloyvan to warm up um, when David Mercatali and James sort of collided shoulders and it looked as if James like literally died on the spot and he got knocked out oh my god he literally dropped to the floor I was so funny I was in stitches yeah but yeah and then uh, I was chanting that James had a glass jaw because he couldn't take a hit and yeah, no, I, was, I think that, that was that, that was a really good module, really good. Well, thank you for talking to me. Anytime. I mean, well, you know, as, as the boss of the fragile egos, now the other two really? are as, as the as the man in charge. Yeah. Okay. Um, and thank you for interviewing us. No problem. I have really enjoyed. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you all the dolphin parrots that have listened to the interviews today. And thank you ever so much to Amelia, who has kindly interviewed us after we have kindly interviewed everyone else, you know. Thank you so much. um, Because we're so kind and generous. The least I can do. Yeah, and yeah, so thank you, Amelia. We'll obviously shout out and tag and stuff. And I think we can all agree that Amelia is a honorary fragile ego. Really? Uh, From first guest to fragile ego. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) She's the fragilest ego. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think I don't think that, but whatever. Thanks guys. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye bye.